What's up, everybody? As you know, here at Hot Boxing, we are major fans of Tupac. Well, the original 1996 painting by visual artist Risky Forever, also known as the album artwork on the Tupac's Don Kilimanati. The Seven Day Theory, aka the Machiavelli, is up for auction. You better hurry the hell up. I'm about to put a bid on this myself. Thanks to Heritage, Auction, and Zealous, this piece of hip-hop history is going to the highest bidder. It will be up for auction on their website June 18th. The highest bidder will not only take home this painting, but also an exclusive one-of-one one NFT commemorating the painting that will include a never-before-heard story about the painting from the artist himself, Risky Forever. And, uh, you know, this is... Uh, an insane prize to own. It's like you're owning a piece of hip-hop history here. If you're interested, go to hard.com-marketbelly.com to make a bid on the painting. You do not want to miss out on this opportunity. Mike, man. You hear about uh, the sweepstakes they're doing with the Machiavelli painting auction? Did you hear about this? Fans will actually have the chance to win a percentage of the final painting sale price. And they're doing it with free NFTs. That's an insane thing to have the opportunity to win. You just head to MachiavelliArt.com. Click the enter and claim NFT. Just hit that button to download and create a zealous wallet and you're in. I'm going to spell it out for you guys and make it very simple. M-A-K-A-V-E-L-I-A-R-T.com. Wait, how much money are you talking here? Who kid? I might want to get in on this. Oh, yeah, yo, yo, you're definitely going to want in on this. One person will get a minimum of 25 grand. And depending on how much the painting sells for, they could win a maximum of 100 grand, yo. That's some real money. I got to download that Zealous Walk. Tell me the site again. Hey, give me my fucking phone. Go to MachiavelliArt.com. Claim your collectible NFT to enter. And who knows, you could be one of the 151 winners, even if you can't afford to buy it. No purchase necessary, void where prohibited, open the legal residence of the 50 United States who are 18 and older with a smartphone prior to entry ends June 5th. See official rules for complete details at MachiavelliArt.com. Wow, we are back again. Another episode of Hot Boxing. And today, we're going to get all the smoke. We got Matt Barnes. We got Steven Jackson. And we're going to smoke our lives away with Mike Tyson. The ganja king. You know? No, <laughs> forgive me. The ganja god, man. Yo, behind us is the original painting of the most iconic hip-hop album covers of all time. Tupac's first posthumous album, The Don Killuminati. The Seven Day Theory, also known as Machiavelli. For those of you who don't know, visual artist Risky Forever showed this painting to Tupac during the creation of the artwork and later presented his final version of Tupac the day before he was shot in Vegas. This painting is a true relic to the legacy of hip-hop. Thanks to Heritage, Auctions, and Zealous, we have it here today because it is up for auction on the Heritage Auctions website until June 18th. This, the highest bidder will not only take home this painting, but also an exclusive one-of-one one NFT 
commemorating the painting that will include a never-before-heard story about the painting from the artist, Risky Forever, if you are interested. I'm interested. Go to ha.com slash Art to make a bid on the painting. Go there right now. Man, I love to hear a personal story for Risky about painting this, man. I couldn't even imagine what goes into creating something like that. If you don't have that kind of dough to bid on this painting, you can go to MachiavelliArt.com to enter sweepstakes for a chance to win a percentage of the final sales price. Winning percentage of the final sale can mean a winning minimum of 25 grand and a maximum of 100 grand. That's crazy. We're going to be spending time today talking about this painting, the album artwork, and the impact this album had on hip-hop culture. His music is timeless, but they got like a timeless piece of art here. What's going on over here? I see like the advisory. I can see the humidity. Explain what you what, what do you see over here on the painting? They can remind me a little bit of Jesus. Mm. Mm. I see rebirth. I see uh, hidden truths. He's one of the ones that talked about the industry, but I see. What do you uh, see? What do you see? How people, uh, how people was trying to talk about him crucifying. Mm. Talk about saying he was this, he was that. I so, see life after. That's a powerful painting, yeah, right this there. This is what he wanted. He just wanted to be immortal. Mm -hmm. Twenty five, mm. twenty plus years later, like how big is his name still? The fact that you got the painting here. Who are you? What, <coughs> like the, the nigga Da Vinci Code. Like how, how you get think? this shit here? I always think that too. Who am I? Crazy. Do you mind if I ask you a question yeah, even on your podcast? You yeah. So Tupac is one of my favorite. I got a tattooed on my hand. He's one of my favorite. Now I got a chance to meet him. But I know you got, can you just tell, tell some Pac stories? I've always wanted mm -hmm. to ask you that shit. Listen. I should have saved this for all the smoke, but fuck it. So Tupac, <laughs> listen, I'm locked up. It's around 93. It's maybe 94. And I got out pretty soon and Tupac went in. He comes in this place in the end. This is all white supremacy. This is your, you've been locked up in the nah, end. No, I ain't been, been locked, locked up. up he been Indiana. locked up. As soon as he comes in, everybody starts applauding, mm -hmm. clapping up and applauding. Like, hey, stop, sit down, stop, stop, stop. You know, the guards are saying that shit. And um, he was, who? he was a force. The force. If he loved you, it was all love. Mm -hmm. But um, if he didn't like you, he'd look for B sometimes. Mm -hmm. He wanted you to know he was there. Mm -hmm. With a loving brother, but yes, a Gemini too, but he was just, he was ready to get down. But you being at the highest point in your career and you're meeting him in jail, like, what was in your head? Like, you felt like he was like someone that's spiritually connected with you, like you and him are the same, dealing with the same issues. You had issues back then, just like him. He's, he, you went to jail, he went to jail. Well, what was the connection? I don't know the connection. Just uh, one day, um, me and a friend of mine was having a party, and this young kid came up. I said, yo, man, get out, let this kid in, man. You know how we was when we were kids. They were and he said, yeah. And the guy said, well, and he brought around 20 guys with him. So he said, man, we got to take you in the back. One of those guys with Tupac, and that's how I met him. What? And his mother had wrote me a letter saying, my son is Tupac Shakur. I'm a recovering addict. And he said, you got him in a club one time, and he would like to come visit you. And that's mm. how I met him. Wow. Rest in peace. I've seen him. Mm. How was it like when you heard he passed away? Like, well, I was actually there, matter of fact, but um, it was just tricky. It was just really tricky, you know. It was really tricky stuff. 
Cause I, it just trust me, it's just, it, it was stuff. Mm. It was just really interesting. Mm. That turned out that way. This spring, revamp your daily routine with Bespoke Post and their new seasonal lineup of must-have box of awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. No matter what you have going on this season, Box of Awesome have you covered from capping gear essentials to cookout must-haves like hot sauce and barbecue rubs. Box of Awesomes have collections for every part of your life. To get started, take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Each box is valued at around $70, but you only pay a fraction of that price. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small business. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Get 20% off from the first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code HOTBOXIN at the checkout. Again, that's boxofawesome.com, code HOTBOXIN for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code HOTBOXIN, baby. Yes, sir. Everywhere I go, out of like in Africa, Europe, mm -hmm. they always ask yeah. me, how was Tupac? What was Tupac right. like? Right. Everywhere, all over the world. It, 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 didn't he see this exact one? Yeah, that's he the one that he seen it. So, so the artist, yeah, it was on a couple one of his Tupac. albums. Yeah. What, what what songs that you guys fuck with with Tupac that changed your lives? Like being in, you know, the the the, the behind the scenes, the the locker room songs, the turn ups. Like. I mean, like growing up, you know, you got the Brenner had a baby, and mm -hmm. you know, dear mama, and keep your head up, and all those. But I think um, as an adult, I like uh, everything you owe. Mm. One, All eyes on me, and, nigga. Uh, Bury me a G, and those type of songs. Wow. Staring at the world through my rear view. Remember yeah. my uncle status down, Dallas, yeah. and broke it down. Uh, white man's world. Um, wow. Just all different. You got you asked Jack. Like I ran the uh, the little what was it back in 07, 06. The little speaker yeah, in the locker speaker, room. Yeah. And what, what was the only only shit we played? Park all day. That's it. All day. That's it. All we played was Tupac before games for that We Believe team. That was it. Is there a specific song you like on this album, uh, Mike? Pulse uh, It Up was <laughs> crazy. Living Hell Mary. LA. Wow. Life of an Outlaw. White Man's World, one of my favorite songs. I said that earlier. Shut it up Me earlier. To Live and Die in head. LA. Hold your head, nigga. Yo, yo, relax, relax. That's crazy. <laughs> you can't be talking about killing shit and shit coming back at Just you. <laughs> No, whatever you talk, whatever you want comes to you, baby. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. You gotta put out positivity. <clears throat> it's real you, live, talk. You, you live by the Tupac like rules and energy, or no? I live by the rules of life. Mm. Even though his uh, his album was like the most iconic hip hop album ever. I treat ever. people the way I want to be treated. Mm. I treat myself with the respect, <clears throat> with the respect that wants them to respect me. Well, listen, um. When you manifest things, sometimes they happen mm. quicker than you expect. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and I'm just putting this with him and Biggie. They they really rapped about destroying themselves and dying, and this is just what happens when you do that. I only manifest good things and positive mm -hmm. and healthy things. And look at me, I got a show talking about positive shit with positive brothers. Mm -hmm.
whatever you think about yourself, you are good or bad. You're right. When is oh, when this came out? Yeah, 96. 96. So, so for me, this album came out the year I graduated high school. Oh, wow. See that some stuff? And I know, and I know what I was doing around that time. So this, this, this album was a, a big soundtrack to my life because I was really in the mix. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like around this time, I, I wasn't, I, I couldn't see none of this. Wow. Yeah, I was, I was ten toes in it. You know what I'm saying? Around this time, so this album is, is probably an album that I know word for word because when I was really going through it and really in the streets, I was jamming this. Wow. Yeah, '96. It's amazing how an album could save lives. Like mm -hmm. it changed. It happened since the beginning of music. That's crazy. That's what it's supposed to do, though, right? Yeah. yeah. You think it's a joke when they said music calms the savage beast? You think this made the osmosis? Hmm. The real deal. Cools the savages down. You like that All Eyes on Me? You wish that was on this album, huh? Big time. <laughs> I love Big that time. song. I mean, every 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 time you th just think about that album, you think about you and him meeting in the tunnel. Mm -hmm. That's, I'm yeah. telling every time you think about that, you ain't after your fight when you and Pac met in the tunnel. Like that was mm -hmm. an iconic moment. You know what I'm saying? That was a big moment, especially in our culture. Hell yeah, big right? I kept saying, yo, when you go to come, man, do you get that that song done, man? That song is done. Yeah, he said, yeah, one minute, man, can we get it done? And I said, come on, man, you done the song yet, man? Mm -hmm. I mean, I was always talking on the phone before the fight. You done the song? I got it. I got it. It's cool. Mm. Wow, that is amazing, man. Like, like he was, you, could, you could outdo time, man. We went through <laughs> so much shit the last couple of years. Tupac is still in Explain our DNA. Explain time to me. It's about time that we smoke together, you know? So, Mike, next time you got to come on our show now. It'll be my pleasure. Yeah, we would love they it. They don't mind if I curse. I say bitch. No, Mike, you do whatever the fuck you want to do, Mike. Ain't nobody telling you shit. Okay, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, take, you'll take some of the attention <laughs> off me. No, I got this new app, and it's called... I have this new app, and... People that want to cancel me, they say, no, I'm going to cancel you. Boom. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. I need that, too. This you is that, too? I need that from you. Yeah, once you get down with relevant, they protect your soul mm. and your wallet. And your wallet. But it's safe to say Mike is the only one that really can't get canceled. He's been in our DNA so long. What is canceled? What is What is that? My motherfucker just ain't fucking with you. I mean, but... Who cares? I know. That's why we canceling them. Yeah, fuck them. Because my thing, oh, you don't like me? Can't don't see me, motherfucker. Yeah, I like don't that. <laughs> I like that. Dive into the minds of some of the world's funniest people with Kevin Hart in his show, Comedy Gold Mines. From rising star to comedy legend, Kevin pairs with comedic tastemakers for ear-opening dialogue that takes listeners on a wild and crazy ride through some of the world's top comedic minds. From chronically their their comedy club experience to the sneak peek of their latest material, each episode is packed with punchlines, anecdotes, and inside jokes. Each week, Kevin Hart has a new and exciting guest. One of comedy's great, including Eric Andre, Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman, David Spade, J.B. Smoove, and many more. This podcast is truly a comedy fan's inside look into the world of comedy. Listen to Comedy Gold Mines on the SXM app or whenever you get to your podcast. How does it feel, man? You guys are like the voice of like, you know, NBA players. Uh, basically, almost you guys, you, you know, your whole podcast is really open formatted, but coming from like the early 2000s and you really couldn't like smoke weed, couldn't talk about stuff like certain things and the politics of the NBA, 
now you guys became like the voice and you're giving voices to NBA players to come on your show to broadcast their opinions. How does that feel that you guys are like uh, ahead of the game with that? I think because we was true to it. We wasn't, at the time, we wasn't smoking. You know, Jamar Crawford, here tell we wasn't smoking for mm. people to notice. We were smoking just to get through games and, and just to make it to play the next game. We was playing four games and four nights. So when we were smoking, we actually needed it. You oh, know, wow. a lot of times people smoke. Nowadays, people smoke just so people can see them smoking or to be cool. Nah, we wasn't. We smoked the whole time and got away with it because we wouldn't. We wasn't getting caught with it in our car or nothing like that. We was doing it the right way. So for us to be like damn near spokesperson of it now is because we can speak on it because we had, you know, respectable careers. You know what I'm saying? Doing it the whole way. So we know how it should be done. And now that the NBA don't get tested, you know what I'm saying? They owe a That's lot to crazy. us because we was the ones, you know, fighting for it, it. fighting for the test to go away. You know what I'm saying? So now they can smoke. Fight you, then pay your debt back. Man. Yeah. Hey, I owe you this, man. It wasn't for you, brothers. We could never, never have this. And you know what? And you know what? A few guys did say that, Mike. A few guys did reach out and say, man, we appreciate y'all fighting for it. But, you know, at the time, you know, we was getting suspended. You know what I'm saying? You know, in the program, going in the drug program and stuff. Once for a week and still smoking. You had to do it though. Do you remember? Listen, I remember I used to have, I was on probation. I was on probation, and I remember I couldn't stop smoking. So mm. you had to drink. You no, know, when you had to drink yeah. all the shit, you had to keep the drink on you. you. So it was this thing that you drank that purified your body. It's a big fucking um, jug, right? And you could buy it. It's like a purifier. Mm -hmm. And man, I'm doing this. I had to pull over. I had to shit on the, end of, on the side of the road. Oh. The fucking pro oh, they was, had you leaking from both ends, huh, oh, Mike? Oh, man. It was, like, it was like a blowout. <laughs> like a blowout. <laughs> and the building's right here, like one of those um, high-tech buildings. I said, what is that? Who's that nigga shitting right there? <laughs> that's, that's Champ. He I think I know that ass. This, this, that, <laughs> this that Seven Leaves Volvo for you, Mike. Tell me what you think. Oh, he's getting me nervous. Uh-oh. Nah, you're going to be good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't steer you wrong. But be, being on parole and you guys are in the NBA, like, how did you guys get away with, like, you know, the testing and stuff like that? Well, like, now that it's... Timing. Timing. Huh? Like, yeah. You like well, timing. Now, Back then, yeah, like... Now, but now that it's not tested, we can kind of tell how we used to move. But it was, like like Mike said, we used to have this shit called what? Clear, had several different names. Liquid. Clear, liquid. Listen, so basically, what, go ahead. Go ahead, say it, say it. no. Basically, what we do. I would just go into GNC, like, yo, I got to take a. They recognize me. I'm like, I got to take a test. What, what do you recommend to flush my body? So we started getting the names of these the best drinks they had. Wow. So I would pay my trainers some little money under the table just to kind of give me a heads up of, you know, when is it, when it, when it just give me. You don't have to because they stopped giving names. They just started doing a group. We got five players, and they wouldn't tell you until you actually got there. So you couldn't <laughs> oh, really prepare. Shit. So. I had to prepare as if every time it was me. So you had to drink this drink and then drink a bunch of water and mm. pee three or four times like so you're all bloated and nasty. Ugh. But then it, it would mask your pee for like six hours. And that's literally how I got through my my 15-year career was and just being being ready at all times. And sometimes the two times I didn't have it, I went I got popped and went to the program. Wow. And I'm a major league asshole. I had a fake dick. <laughs> oh, they found those in our league. They, they had a uh, fake dick. Well, mine lasts for a while. Like a dildo type thing? No, not dildo. This is a fake dick. What? And I had to, you have to paint it for to look at my complexion. It comes out white and pink. You hear this shit? <laughs> he so said I you always, had to paint a pink so, one black. So when I'm always doing it, I always say, I first of all, I put my real one out first. Hell, you want to take this test? You really want to see this dick, man? Hey, no, doctor, oh, no, oh, please, Mr. Tyson, I, I can't. And he walks out, and then I put the fake one, and it has fake piss, like my baby's piss is in it. 
That's some healthy pee right there. So your baby actually helped you pass bad Absolutely. parole tests. Absolutely. Wow. Love That's amazing. So that made people feel uncomfortable. Well, you want to look at my dick? Man, stop looking at my dick. Yeah. Shut wrong with you, motherfucker. We used to Do call them police on you. We used to call them. They leave. They close the door. The fake dick. We used to call them dick watchers. I felt like some of the test people like really enjoy staring at. Well, like, they would stare at your dick. I like, confronted them about it. You want to see anything else? So I could do my dirt. One time I pressed and I said I had to take a shit because I really did. I thought that would be like, okay, we well, that's fine. You just go do it. We'll do it later. The dude came in the stall with me. What? Wow, it was unbelievable. Damn. When I was in prison, I shit. When I test searching me. I mean, I hung out with Steve for years, and then we used to just chill at your crib and everything. It's just like, you know. I was He's on a nice guy. I was on probation and, and dodging the NBA, trying to smoke. At the same time. At the same time. And still came out clean. <clears throat> were, were there certain players that you couldn't tell, like, or y'all kept it from each other? Or I went to jail in Indiana. Wow. Uh, that, was, that was pretty comfortable, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when, when you guys were in the Warriors, I mean, was there certain players you don't really, like, interact with? No, like, with Jack, Jack said, we wasn't really, we wasn't really publicizing it, but people knew. Yeah. I mean, our coach, you know, our coach knew. Oh, the coach smoked. was cool. You know, the coach. What? So we what? went, yeah, we made a little cartoon about this. So we beat uh, <laughs> Dallas in the playoffs one year, and it was the biggest upset in NBA history. Jack lived on a certain floor, and then our, our coach had the pit house. We went and, to Jack's house. And started, but you didn't tell him this. The, the feelings... Being high and getting the victory. Oh, nigga. Nothing like it. Oh, shit. Hey, like dog. Yeah, oh, my God. Tell him. Nothing yeah, like it. You high, you just got a victory. You're yeah. Talking so we shit. went up to his, to our coach's floor. He's having a party there. And he, he took me and Jack walk in, and one of our other teammates, he's like, fellas, Woody Harrelson's in the back rolling doobies. <laughs> oh, so we go back there and smoke like Woody Harrelson's really back there rolling, Wilson, jo yeah. jo rolling joints. And we went back there and smoked, oh, at our coach's house while we was a player. While we was playing. <laughs> while we was in the playoffs. While wow. we was in the playoffs. Man, yeah, we know. made a little cartoon about it. And then years later, now, no more testing. Like, you know, Listen, back then. You, you did a little boxing before you crazy. Yeah. I can tell you, I saw you do uppercut on a nigga before. <laughs> I know, like, oh, so back in the day, you that nigga, they couldn't even see, the referee couldn't even see, it was slick. Nigga had almost went to the ceiling, Mike, right? Mike, so, Mike, sometimes you got to get him off you, Mike. You know, that, yeah, know, you know about that. that. Is, yeah. yeah. I mean, Mike just came from a nightmare on the plane. Like, yes, and they say they ain't gonna pick up charges. Yeah, so you good. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You survived. Yeah. 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 You kept your poise for a long time. Yeah, I took pictures with the nigga. And I'm just saying, this guy don't know I love... Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't even be taking public planes. My wife gets mad that I take public planes. But what am I gonna do on a fucking plane with my, my friends <coughs> and fucking a... What, I guess a... What, he's supposed to watch me, a bodyguard and a fucking... Yes, and what am I gonna do on a plane? It triggers me. But you guys are like public television and you see like the fans throwing shit at y'all and I mean, you know, enhancing the anger. Like, and at the end of the day, oh, me and no, was talking in the about this field, Listen, in the Holyfield fight, yeah. people, was, I ran, I had to go up and I was running up like, um, somebody threw something at you? Yeah, I ran up in the house trying mm. to get this motherfucker. What? Yeah. I know about that. Definitely. Is, is, is it always up. a losing situation when you're in that position? Yeah. Like, I mean, totally 100%. Yes, because like, because like at the end of the day, like when we went when this shit happened with us in Detroit, we ended up losing money, but we wasn't wrong because he mm. threw the beer. You know what I'm saying? And it's in any other place, if that wasn't black athletes and somebody threw a beer, it would have been assault. Listen, that happened in a place like Moscow, England. They would have tore that motherfucker mm, mm. down. Well, we wasn't in downtown Detroit at the time. It was, you know, they, if it was downtown Detroit, it would have been a whole different situation. It would have been some trouble. Yeah, it would have been some trouble. Some bad trouble for y'all. 
But we, but, but at the time, though, Mike, we did what we was supposed to do. We cleaned that motherfucker out. Oh, yeah, when, when um, <laughs> y'all had the altercation when he dropped that thing. Hey, when, they, listen, when, they, when they threw that beer on our test. Listen, right, um, the world had to see that. I'm talking about the world 30 years <clears throat> from now, 40 years from now, 200, 300 years from now, the world needs to see that. It needs to see that, how human beings can just go to that next level. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think but, the, how does it yeah. feel when you know there's like hundreds of people ready to go at one person? Man? Like that got to be like a that different you know form of adrenaline. That yo. means you you know you're doing something right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because at the end of the day, they really don't dislike you. They just mm-hmm. dislike that you're good at what you do. You know what I mean? So there's some jealousy in there. There's some fact that you know you you do a good job of what you're supposed to do. Like I was always the villain. You know what I mean? So people love, and I remember I started taking my twins to the games when they were young. Mm. They're like, Daddy, why do they boo you? Because I would take them on the road with you. Oh, this is beautiful. And they're like, and I didn't know how to explain <laughs> to them. And, and, I'm, and I'm like, you know, and they loved wrestling at the time. So it's just like, you know, I always, I always had to guard the best player. Kobe, LeBron, KD. So, oh my I'm, God. so I said, I'm guarding Hulk Hogan, and I'm the undertaker. And they said, so you wear black? I'm like, yeah, I wear black. So that was kind of the way I explained to my kids. Like, they're booing me because I do a good job of what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed mm-hmm. to, you know, be physical. I'm supposed to play defense. I'm supposed to do what I'm supposed to do. So that's why they're booing me. So <clears throat> I understand fans are supposed to do what they're supposed to do, but at the same time, I feel like there's an entitlement of lately. Like they feel like they paid the money for the ticket, so they can come in and say anything, which they can't throw shit at you, which they can't. And the NBA is really quick to find players for responding. Like we don't come to games oh, like, yo, I'm a cuss, I'm a cuss someone out and yeah. flip someone off today. Like we're, I'm worried about. I got to guard Steven Jackson tonight. Like damn, let me lock in. So anything you see fans doing, it's out of a players doing, it's out of a reaction of what the fans probably they said ill shit, calling mm-hmm. us niggas in Utah mm-hmm. and Boston before when we like that said the craziest shit. And we're just supposed to take it. I'm just, I, I think we're to a point now where, like, we don't have to take it. And I think the NBA needs to do a better job of enforcing and these arenas and these owners have to take responsibility for these mm-hmm. fans before another situation like what happened in, in, in Detroit happens. Because it's getting close. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the playoffs. They got a cardboard <laughs> cutout of me, Mike, in the jail uniform because I just got in some trouble. Mm. They had it under the basket. <laughs> what? That shit was During funny, the playoff though. game. That shit was funny. Though. And nobody said nothing, take it down, nothing. That oh, shit was funny. That's Stuff for... like that would ignite me to do good. Oh, yeah, well? it did. Yeah, it did. It did. Well. <laughs> it did. Yeah. And I went autographed it for him. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, I, yeah. I would have done the same yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you being Mr. Batman, I mean, the infamous Kobe, like, flinching situation, mm-hmm. like, do you have, like, did you, like, test Kobe? Do you test certain people and then gain no. different forms of respect? It wasn't, it wasn't really, I mean, I'm just someone, like, I'm a football player at heart. Like, I played football. That was my mm-hmm. thing, and I caught on basketball later. So I always looked at myself as a football player playing basketball. That's why I like to play physical. That's why I like defense. So... The Kobe thing was just it was a, it was a back and forth game and and he, and he obviously was the most skilled but he liked to be also mentally try to fuck you mm-hmm. so when he'll elbow you grab you hit you in your sternum hit you down so he was here a, like on some dirty a, shit oh, yeah man. but it was it's what? all just it's all the tricks of the trade that probably that MJ was yeah. doing to people you know so it, yeah. it just trickles on down so he does all that shit and he caught me in the sternum one time knocked the wind out of me that game what. I caught a dunk tip, and this motherfucker had his elbow up and hit me from my, like, here, here, he all the way up to my chin. You, huh? So I was about to fight him. I wanted to you fight him. Find out. And we talked about this, too, on our show when we mm-hmm. had him. You know, I talk, like, I wanted to fight him at that point, and then, I, you know, I just happened to just fake the ball. But it, I think more than anything, it was just 
we had a mutual respect for each other because we were both willing to do whatever it took to win. You know, Kobe. He, was, he great, wanted to find out if he, he was a bitch that. or not. Yeah, right. he was gonna find the, out. And then that next summer, he called he's, me and in asked other words, me. He's a bully, right? <laughs> no, he, he tries <laughs> on the basketball to, court. On the basketball court. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. intimidation is a motherfucker, yeah. but I wasn't intimidated. But that following summer, he called me and asked me to come be a Laker. You know what I mean? So he wanted to see what I was about and saw I wasn't no punk. And then, you know, the next season, I'm playing with him. My God, man. It's Kobe Bryant. You ever interacted with Kobe? Yeah. So what's up? Give me, like, a quick Kobe story, man. You fought him? He's a beautiful guy. Yeah. Wanted to be the best in the world. Yeah. He said, you're the youngest heavyweight champion or I'm going to be the youngest NBA um, champ. Mm -hmm. So in your experience, Jordan or Kobe? Mm. Play against who? You've, You've dealt with both. As far as playing? As far as like legendary status, like in your head. Nothing could be death in, in to, um, Kobe's not around anymore. Mm. Let's wait and see until MJ's not around anymore. Then we see who's the biggest. Mm. Mm. That that's make a, all the sense in the world. Way. That's, yeah, that's a different way. You guys get it. those questions all the time. Though. You get tired of it. Yeah, but I never heard it answered like that, though. Mm. That's a great way to look at, like, who, once, once they're both gone, who's really moving, <clears throat> still moving. Guys, it's all about confidence when it's time for sex. Am I right? Sometimes stress, anxiety, or a bad day can affect your performance and ruin the fun for both of you. BlueChew.com to the rescue. BlueChew is a unique online service that can deliver the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, but in chewable forms. And that's at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men achieve harder and stronger erections. Men combat all forms of ED. Because BlueChew is an online prescription service. There are no no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations. Oh, I like this stuff so much. All right. No waiting in line in the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of... Uh, oh, I messed up. The process is simple. Sign up... Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. Oh, hey, BlueChew licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew tablets are chewable. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than the pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free. Yes, I said free. When you use the promo HOTBOXING at checkout, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew.com. Promote code HOTBOXING to receive your first month free. Explain time to me. I heard you said time. Well, the last couple of years, we dealt with COVID. We dealt with, there's a war going on now. Uh, diseases. I mean, there's so much fucked up shit. Racism. Like, we're, we're so desensitized with this shit. You like know, there's trillions and trillions of many micro, micro, you know, just micro, micro plants just going through here. We can't even see it. It pollutes us, it kills us, it ages us. How come you, how old are you? I just turned 50. How, how come you're 50? Are you sure you're 50? 
Uh, I feel like it, my my fucking. How do fifty year old feel like? I went to the hospital and they put that thing in your shit. your ass, right? Yeah, yeah, I did that too. Yeah, I did that too. You got to get that at fifty. No, I, I did that. At 40, I did it at fifty, and now yeah. I did it at fifty-five. Every five years. It was like a little spaceship in there. But listen, what I was trying to say. Julius Caesar, who was born like 70 years Mm -hmm. before Christ, he told everybody 365 days is a year. So if you're Alexander the Great that was born like three, that's living like in the 300 BC, how do you define, how how did he define his age? Because he was before, he was like a couple hundred years before Caesar, Julius Caesar. So how did he tell he was 33? That makes sense or no? Mm Mm-hmm. So in other words, I I don't know how old I really am. No, none of us know how old we really are. By the way, the sun or the moon is positioned, maybe that's how they tell, they were able to tell. No, I'm high, I'm fucking with you. (laughs) Because the the, the mind, the the stars and the moon don't do it every night. They don't change. How do we know if they don't change? But what if they did? If that maybe that's the way they were able to tell. But they don't change because if they did, what makes you think it did 2,000 years ago and it doesn't do it now? I don't know. A lot of shit has changed since then, though. I don't think I don't think the orbit's it's they been, never move. Never move. It's been documented. It's been documented. You think outside the box like these guys, Tex? A little bit. <laughs> He's a little crazy, bit. man. A little bit. Right now, man. Do you really me. Do you really think it's only us? No. No, I don't think that. I don't, I don't think I definitely that. think there's I don't other. Think that. I, don't think I think that. there's aliens and ghosts, but I respect in, in, in mm. all of them and I want no problems. All those things that you think are is, is, is here. We're aliens, we're ghosts, we're everything. We're in here. We're all capable of doing the best in the world and the worst in the world. True. Mm-hmm. So we don't really know who we are. True. But who people told us who we are. Mm. Yeah, you taking that real ass shit, man. Mm-mm. What? That's just fun. It's just fun. It's fun. We're gonna. We're, we're not gonna understand death. We're not gonna understand life. We're not gonna understand it by knowing it happened. You say, "Wow, I wish we could have did this earlier." Mm. Do you feel that we're all at our, our like, you know, like acme of our careers right now, or you're just letting fate just continue to bring you out somewhere else? I mean. I'm the type of guy, I've always been like, the benefits of being real is so beneficial. Mm-hmm. You know, I, everybody, I treat everybody with respect and whatever Allah has for me, I'm accepted and keep it moving and do my best at it. That's how I've always been. I got, I've had great relationships with great people and a lot of the things that's happened to me now is because of my relationships. Because of my relationship with him, we got all the smoke popping. Mm-hmm. Because of my relationship with Al, we got Biola popping. So just the relationships I have and, and treating people how I wanted to be treated my whole life. Golden rule. Kept me, kept me in a good position. I mean, you've done you know, like ESPN and all the like you were hosting for years. This, this was like a no brainer. Like you, that, yeah. you just came up with the idea. Yeah, I got to come together. Yeah, I mean, we both kind of neither of us really wanted to go into the media space because, like, mm-hmm. as players, there's kind of a riff with the media. But okay. then, uh, you know, I took the same way. He started doing it a little bit, and then way. a friend yeah. of mine kind of taught me into doing it, and. Like he said, we just bore ourselves and just talking that real shit to him. You know what I mean? And they were, it, it was, it wasn't sugarcoated. It wasn't if we had to be, if we had to be critical, we could do respect. You know, without disrespecting somebody, mm-hmm. we just gave him a real in, in, input on it, and we kind of took to it. And then we were both kind of working for ESPN and Fox, and you kind of have to walk that line. So we were kicking back in my house one day, I think in the Bay, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Watching basketball, smoking. I was just like, let's, we gotta do something, let's do a podcast. He's like, what's a podcast? I was like, I don't know, but I know we can smoke and drink and just talk <laughs> shit. That's crazy. 
So from there, uh, Your I got. Your sister came up with the name. My sister came up with the name. What's the name? All the, All smoke. the smoke. All the smoke. I like that. <clears throat> you got to check our wall out right behind you. With all yeah, I know. The <laughs> Literally the next door, Mike. Uh... You? Oh, so we got pop up there, <laughs> So you, you, you got no choice. You got to do a show now. Yeah, yeah. go over there. Yeah, Mike said, Mike said well, me, I mean, fuck the show. Me and Mike going to be hanging out from now on. So you yeah. see Mike, you going to see me. And Why don't we just go play? Where your people at? Your crew? You have your crew playing? Our crew is right here. We just right, crew. Crew. Take these niggas. Hey, y'all finished with us? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you came up with a gummy half-bitten ear? Hell yeah. My motherfucking man. I got charged $3 million I could do this shit. Absolutely. Marketing I hope, genius. I hope you make $100 million off it. Can't keep them on the shelf. Good, I love it. Had 200000 I don't even take shelf. edibles, but Mike, I'm going to take it. I'm going I'm to I'm definitely take it. Be careful, for you. be careful. How uh, many? What's the milligram? What's the dosage? 10, of these, right? Jack? These are 10s? Uh, oh, I can eat I'm about straight three with of 10, these. yeah. Really? Oh, That's I'm what I'm doing. I just don't bear. We only have one, right? There's no more, but Mike will eat the whole thing. Hey, Jack, we got to film some other shit today, so. Yeah, two is Stare at your two toes. Good. Yeah, player. <laughs> yeah. Who do you get the host for you? Two is good. Who do we got? Right we got, you know, I was out in... Um, head over here. <laughs> Mike, you bit, I, I heard you bid a million on this painting. Can we explain what's going on here? Because I think they bought it back from the islands. They sold it someone in the Caribbean and they, they came back. Let's, it's like original, like, you know, upgrade to what it was. Like, look at the feet, though. His mm. feet do not look that good. <laughs> Is, is, is there anything else you want to add to this? I ain't to talk shit. I'm high, like. nigga. Why can't I talk shit? <laughs> Definitely can, Mike. Like two feet. Okay. All eyes on me. No, that's no, not, not this. This, album. Uh, this Machiavelli, ain't it? Yeah, Machiavelli. Mike loves that song. Yeah, nigga, they shit. Yeah, they shit. They do it so calm and subtle. Like, they do not even dip the nigga. You have to look the other way. Yeah, this you don't even man. understand. When I'm on the show with this motherfucker uh, and I get it wrong, this is the asshole of the year. Oh, so, nah, no. you don't even understand. He first team all asshole. Gotta bro. keep you him on his toes, man. Mike. You don't even understand. Mike, I gotta keep him on his toes, Mike. I'd be doing him an injustice if oh, I didn't. Oh, shit. What do you think about all these rappers that are uh, inside, only a few getting arrested and stuff now? Sad times. You know, no, no, it's not sad time. Know what it is? Hmm. <coughs> they're not um, they're not rappers that are criminals they are criminals that rap mm -hmm. and that's what that was Okay. they're very talented but that's not what I want to do hmm. I have a gift but that's not my gift mm -hmm. this gap is my gift mm -hmm. the streets my gift yeah the streets undefeated though that's why they go into that process yeah. right now Streets undefeated, baddest niggas you know lost. Yeah, mm. I'm glad y'all brought that up. What can you explain trill to people that use it loosely? Uh, well, first, well, one first of all, you know I'm gonna keep it funky. That's why I had to step up when ASAP Rocky said it, and some other people was misusing it. It started in Port Arthur, Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, rest in peace, Pimp C and yep. Bun B. Um, they started. It started in Port Texas by a guy named Spoonie G which mm. Mad Met mm. and um, uh, OG Block, um, they, was, they kept saying, they were saying too real a lot, but Spoon had, had his mouth was messed up, so he talked with a slur. Mm. And uh, it sounded like he was saying, he sounded like he was saying uh, twill, twill, but he was saying trill, because wow. he couldn't say too real. And it came out, everybody started saying, I'm trill, I'm trill. UGK ran with it, and uh, they started calling Port Arthur the land of the trill. 
And uh, it just means uh, too real, mm. you know what I mean? And they made it popular. Shout out to Bun B and Pimp. They made Ooh. it big. It had dinner with Bun B. Yeah, I saw the picture, yeah. That's, that's the uncle. Solid dude. And keeping it real, I mean, uh, shout out to the respect factor of you putting out that album for Floyd, and then it did well, too, so yeah, respect um, to you for that. I, I'm one of the only basketball players besides Shaq. I don't know who else do, but I got a platinum Talk that album. shit, Jack. You Talk know, that one shit. One, one, yeah, a million streams. Yeah, a million streams, uh, Rest in peace, Georgie. You know what I'm saying? You're such a nice, uh, humble man. I see you're Muslim, so you're humble about it. Yeah, stuff. I appreciate it, Mike. Yeah, but, you know, I, I wish I didn't have to do the project. I wish I didn't have to go through yeah, all the stuff with George Floyd. You know what I'm saying? So, no, it's a you, gift. you know what I mean? It's, you know, you're helping so many other people get courage. Mm. Yeah. Facts. You're helping a lot of government, courageless people. I want to use another word, but courageless people. Yeah. Yeah, we live in a crazy world. And you saw the um, Dave Chappelle thing? They're not even charging that guy. I was there. Oh, that shit was there, right? Matt? Oh, unbelievable. Tell me about that, because we ain't talking about that either. What happened, dog? First of all, the show was off the chain. He went at everybody. Yeah, he don't care. Oh, man. Um, but. We so mean everybody, like. Everybody. Anything, everybody. Everybody. You can't, he bring, was, a he shooting, you can't he bring a phone was, in there, right? No, yeah, but he was shooting strays at every yeah. community. Mm -hmm. So sit back and get ready. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, for real. I saw that shit was. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Um, so it was at the end of the show, so I, it almost seemed fake. It almost seemed like, damn, they're, 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 they're going to do a little stunt out of this, but it was real. So the motherfucker went up, came, he worked his way to the up. front, jumped up, ran and kind of tackled him, and Dave kind of dodged him a little bit. and. He fell to his side. Then you see like six security dudes come rushing in, but with the little attacker got right by the DJ stage and slipped away. And then he ran around back. They have a big screen, and they went around back and they caught him in the corner, and they stomped his motherfucking ass out. But the dopest part about it was Jack. So Dave is trying to play it off, be funny, uh, why it's <laughs> happening. But then he realized they're in the back stomping him. This nigga puts the mic down and goes back. Get him see something you. in, yeah. Got him a couple and then came back and told us that's what he did. Cause from that point I couldn't really I could only see the corner, so I couldn't really see who was back in there, but they've kinda some people had a camera. That's shit insane. was unbelievable. The um, big socket shit, yeah. when you fuck with it too much and the shoulder would come out with, with, with the little he-man. That's how they had this dude shit like this and his oh, they got him. Yeah. But that's what's gotta happen, that's man. You gotta you can't you Make can't keep fucking with somebody. the Yeah, man, that's how it should be. And we went to the Kevin Hart thing the next day, so I trained at Kev's uh studio. Shout out to Just Train crew. So I was telling him, yeah, let me, let me, let me sit on stage in case something happens. It was literally like two nights later, like it's in case, and it's like, we gonna be ready. So like, it's like, they really gotta watch out now for if they tell a joke, niggas, someone might rush like, it. fuck with people. That's just what it's gonna yeah. always be that way. <clears throat> My God, man. You think if you were there, you think uh, Will Smith would've came at you if, you if you did a joke? Well, I wouldn't be talking about his fucking wife. Yeah. No, no, so it wouldn't hit me, no. There it is. That's a good reaction. <laughs> we'll be talking about talk, that man's wife. Yeah, but whether he talked about anything, I don't think I would still go up there to fuck with Mike, though. Like I wouldn't fuck with me, but I, I wouldn't say nothing to me to fuck with me. All right. All right. I wouldn't fuck with 10 years. I used to fuck with people because right. from my experience, I know anybody's capable of killing you. Mm. For my life. Mm -hmm. It ain't worth it. That should look like it derived from this Tupac thing. I was taught as a young age, the scariest person is the, sc is the, the most dangerous one in the room. Oh, I see. Yes, yes, yes. Fear, you'd be surprised. Do anything. Fear. Never underestimate a pussy whip boyfriend either. Mm, that's, some, that's some real shit. 
Why is it always like that? The, the pussiest motherfucker is the one that does too much like, passion. The damage, like and passion, like, passion, passion, huh? passion. We go through so many st like stages of people passing away and getting killed by the wrong person. Like, I mean, in our eyes, is the wrong person, but listen, you really have to watch who you are around. Listen, with. like it's crazy. Look at Nipsey it Hussle. Was, it was written in For the dark, and God huh? said, "Let there be light." It's it's happened. Whatever happens. Happened millions of years ago already. It's been, mm. been um, it's been written already. You didn't navigate yourself here. Mm. I never thought I'd be here. I mean, I, I never thought I'd be here with y'all. Like, listen, I'm sure I did because I'm stupid. At, no, I can't do that. No, <laughs> that's crazy. Can't do that. Well, if you could, a if you different could force got me here. So where do you think you're going to be at in the next 10 years? You're going to be in outer space? You're going to be like, me? Yeah, where are you going to be at? Alive, I hope. Mm. Mm. First and foremost. Yeah, alive. Wow. This guy got a powerful answer for every question. No, it's just that it's realistically. Mm. I don't know, how, how could I be someone be somewhere 10 years from now if I'm not alive? You know what I mean? I just have to live through the experience mm. to make it to 10 years. Mm. Game. <clears throat> well, we got the playoffs going off. Who y'all going for? I mean, Nets got see you later. Jesus. Who, who's, like, on, who's in the finals? Uh, We're not there yet. They're about to. They're in the. the, the they're heading to four. the conference finals. They're, they're semis. Heading, they're in the semis right now. So who, who's y'all faves, or who do you think at the end? In the East right now, for me, it's looking like uh, Milwaukee still. They just look good right now to me. Um, and in the West, I'm going with Golden State still. Um, I like Boston out of the East. I think they're going to come back and beat uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee without mm. Middleton. If Middleton was there, I think Milwaukee would move past. But we'll see. And and I think it's going to the, the Western Finals. I think are going to be Phoenix and, and Golden State. And I think that's going to be a, a good one. It's going to be a great one. Mike, you going for Golden State to win it all? Phoenix motherfucker. Okay. Yeah, shout out, shout out CP. I'd like to see CP. That's my bro. That's my my former my point guard. I'd like to see him get his first ring. He definitely deserves it. He's a top five point guard, regardless in my eyes, but I think that'll that'll solidify it. Mm. Wow, so the end game. You, you wanna put money down? Who who's taking it all? Man, you wanna put a little five hundred down, Mike? Who you going for? I'm not a betting man, but I I would like for Phoenix to win. Yeah, I don't gamble either. But yeah, DraftKings has to pay me from to get my <laughs> to get my uh, to get my opinion. I second that. <laughs> where, so where where y'all leading to? Uh, are y'all gonna be doing live podcast situations? Do a lot of people are doing out there? Yeah, so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna go on tour this That's spring um, with a company called Light and uh, looking to part or partner with someone else as well. But we're gonna do a show in the Bay. Mike, you need to come on tour with us, Mike. Three cities. Tell me about three. I always wanted to do that location yeah, shit. Yeah. Well, you're definitely one. I mean, Mike is already a legend, but he's like definitely what do you legend. call Tupac, a legend? Right? How, how does a legend? How does a legend become a legend? Well, I, well, let me say this, Mike. And for me, I can tell you why you're legendary to us. You know what I mean? And just let me give you your flowers for a second. For us, it's you know the, the areas we come from. You know what I mean? And to see. Somebody like us grow up, grow up like us to to become a champ out of all that and everything you've been through at a young age, like that. 
not just in boxing, but in all sports, that motivates everybody from where we come from, believe yeah. it or not. You know what I'm saying? So to, so, so to see you accomplish all that at a young age, be the, young age, be the world's uh, youngest heavyweight champion, like, we all was watching that shit, even though we was playing other sports. Uh -huh. So I'm way in Texas rooting for Mike Tyson, like, you my homeboy. Right, so we all looked up to that. So you're a legend to all of us for that, for those reasons, for overcoming all that and being the youngest person to be a professional champion in boxing. But then also on top of that, I mean, for you to persevere, like you, you know, the, the the road to success is never like this. It's like this, and you've mm -hmm. been through the peaks and the valleys, and to look at yourself today and, and what you're doing today, to be able to persevere through all you've been through, that. you're you're definitely a legend to, to to all of us, man. But me as a person, I don't, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't even look at myself as a human being. I just look at myself as a a piece of divine energy that's made for com competition. Mm. I just always want to be the best in the world. Like, whatever, this, mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not the best in the world. I'm fucked up. Mm -hmm. There's no number two in your world. Yeah, I'm fucked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. But what about just being the best you? Huh? What about just being the best you? I mean, being the best me is me conquering the world. Okay, that's that's said enough. Hmm. Enough said. I have that hole that never was empty. Right. Well, I guess we can end on that note, right? Jeez, All right. So man, deep, cheers man. to that. Did yeah. the edibles kick in yet? You guys are good? Yeah, I, I mean, I could have ate two more, but... You know, my big bro told me to hold yeah, it down. Got, we got work to do. I could have ate the whole bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is another ending episode of, you know, Hot Boxing. And guys, this is what I want you guys to do. I want you guys to look in these cameras yeah. and tell people what you're about, if they where they can find you, what you want to do, and what you're... This, this is your life right here for, like, a minute. Tell everybody what you want to do. Talk your shit, Jack. Oh, you man. Just hit them. Stack five. Uh, one half for all the smoke. Tandem, Showtime, Killers, Podcast Let's all killers. time, we fucked up. Uh, Bring the smoke box so you can show the smoke box. What? Well, actually, that's for you. Yeah, we, I know, but you got to show. Yeah, this, give it to me yeah, on this, the television. Yeah, this is our gift for you, yeah, bro. Wow. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Break, yeah. it down for, break it down for him, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stack five, one half for the all the smoke team. Uh, you can find me everywhere that's something good going on or everywhere that people are doing something to benefit someone else and not themselves. You dig? That's what I've got going on. Selfless. You know what I mean? And we out here. All the smoke. We got a package for our brother, Miggity and Mike, the champ. Thank uh, you very much, uh, All the smoke gear. Where can you they find that at? They can find it at allthesmoke.store. You might not look as good as me when you wear it, but go on and try it. You can try, though. You feel me? Yeah, you can try. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna we got to get some for Who Kid, too. Uh, yeah. I've, been, I've been knowing hey. him for almost 20-plus years. I, I, think when, I think when I first started uh, doing music, now people don't know this, who kid got me on on the radio station with him in New York, leaking and, music, and, and, and yeah. played my music. You know what I'm saying? Before anybody was, was that taking before the or after you beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was wilding around the time, but that was my partner. <laughs> no, remember the day? You, you, have you been to the? Yo, you better play my motherfucking music. Yo, yeah. play this, man. I play all the time. All the tough guy, yo, play this yeah. fucking yeah. music. Yeah. I, 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 I play. Get out the way. That's New York, man. Play this fucking music, man. You see, ain't nobody jamming it. Right? So, all right, hot boxing, man. We, we're, is it over? We're done? That's what the boss said. All right, so I guess we're out of here, man. See ya!